Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Good morning, Andy. If gloves, masks, and sheltering in place work, then why can't they give masks and gloves to prisoners? Good point. And let them shelter in place. Good point. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, because as you know, they're Democrats, and they never let a crisis go to waste. This is stuff they'd want to do anyhow, and this is their excuse for doing is what I think. Yep. Uh, a couple more things. So, But by the way, they but even with what you said and with what I just said, they'll go put that hair salon woman uh, in jail. They, they actually put her in jail. So she has 27 days before she knows she's in the clear, not 14. It could be even longer than 27, but they say 27, and you should be good to go. Uh, while they were letting people go, they put her in jail. They're sick. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, Cuomo and Lori uh, Lightfoot can get haircuts in a shutdown. And de Blasio can go in the gym. And de Blasio can go in the gym, and de Blasio can walk in the park while they shut down a tulip farm in New Jersey where all you do is drive through in your car with your windows up. And remember when he got videoed and the guy said, hey, you're the mayor. You're not supposed to be out here. And then he, the mayor's giving him all kinds of lip, blaming his disobedience on this person for saying. It was like what happened with Fredo Cuomo when he and this guy had COVID-19 and he went out into the public. But it's always... They, they are never the problem, Andy. It's always us. No. Exactly right. Now, as far as the gym owner, you mentioned a gym in Atlantic County that sent out the email. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm 99% sure it's, it's the one you're talking about because I got the same email this morning, uh, and they're, they're trying to get a GoFundMe page started. And I, I replied back, and my advice to them, I copied the link to this Attilus gym in Belmar that's uh, open right now uh, in defiance of these orders, I said, you need to open your business with social distancing, and when the police show up, you ask them for official documents citing the statute that allows them to shut down your business, and you wait for the Ralph Cramden homina homina. You tell all of your people to show up, and you get into the public media. You get on television. You know, the police got destroyed for eight years by Barack Obama. Okay, the police already have issues with the public, or the public has issues with the police, largely. This, this is only going to hurt them even more, because you know the average business owner who gets shut down isn't going to think, well, the governor did this. They're going to think the cops did it. They're, they're going to look at the person who's actually closing them down as the blame. They're not thinking about, well, they, they're only following an order. That's a really good point, and that's why with the article that we wrote at WPGTalkRadio.com, and it's been cross-populated um, through all of our stations here at Town Square Media, so tens of thousands of people have read it, and that's why we make it clear we're not blaming the police, but you're right, most people do. That's the issue. Yeah, because that's that's the person who's who's shutting your business down. The governor's not showing up. Okay, um, as far as I, I, I real quick want to mention, you you started off your show this morning, and I sat up in bed. 
Um, and I, I, I'd heard the quote and read the quote, but to hear you say it again at 6 a.m. was like, uh, uh, just, I sat up in bed. Like I woke up from a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what Obama said at this commencement address. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a quote from Barack Obama from, um, April 27th of 2014. When ignorant folks want to advertise their ignorance, you don't really have to do anything. You just let them talk. Good. So yeah, yeah so that that's own, own quote. Um, you were spot on. He he has he has uh, driven wedges between every possible group you can think of in this country, and like you always say, and like I always say, it's about projection. This is a diversion. Keep focusing on Trump, that he doesn't know what he's doing. Keep focusing on Trump to divert away from what's what's coming for Obama and the rest of these people. And I got and Andy, isn't it rich? The guy who had no experience, never had a job in his life except for a community agitator, no experience or background for the position, did a terrible job, never should have gotten one term, let alone two was incompetent as can be we could go through all those deals whether it was the iran deal or all all the regime changes that he did that made things worse and destabilize the world no jobs uh everything if we didn't have quantitative easing the economy would have absolutely collapsed because he didn't even understand how you run a free market economy because he put all his fellow socialists and he had no experience to, to get us out of the um, the problem we were we were in, so we had no growth to speak of for those years, and he gets away with saying that Trump, who created more jobs, record stock markets, all kinds of favorables for all demographics, all ethnicities, all religions, all races, everything, and Obama gets to call Trump incompetent. This is what they get away with. Well, again, it's the ultimate projection. Yeah. And when when Mary, when Merriam-Webster comes out with the newest edition of their dictionary, they need to revise it uh, under the heading under the word Peter Principle. Remove everything that's there and just put Barack Obama's picture, and yeah. that, and that and that says it all. Yeah, Peter that'll Principle. be the equivalent of like a whole narrative. You just see the face, and you know you could write a hundred words just by looking uh, into those eyes. Andy, the music says we have to go. Thanks for a great call. Appreciate your uh, participation and your content. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, learned and confirmed Mayor Charles Kane, who almost never misses, will be missing today's program. Uh, And it's business related, and we wish the mayor well, and we're already looking forward to his program for next week. So when we come back, In the order that you've called in, you'll be next, you'll be after that, and you'll be right after that. So hang in. You know we only go away for a couple of minutes. A full hour and six minutes. Bonus open forum next. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. China says it will cooperate. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Its president told a World Health Organization virtual conference they'll provide all relevant information about the coronavirus outbreak to the WHO and other countries in a most timely fashion. And Xi Jinping claims China's already done everything in its power to help. The U.S. does not see it that way. The Chinese, behind the shield of the World Health Organization, for two months 
hid the virus from the world and then sent hundreds of thousands of Chinese on aircraft to Milan, New York, and around the world to seed that. White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro on ABC's This Week. More than 120 countries are backing a resolution to investigate the origins in China. More than a dozen states are lifting more restrictions in the U.S., including gyms now allowed to reopen in Texas and in Florida. You can do it. You can go to a restaurant. You can go right. outside. As long as you follow the rules, you're going to be fine. Miami-Dade Mayor Carlos Jimenez told Fox he'll get a haircut, go out to dinner. There's hope for a fast-tracked vaccine maybe by the end of this year. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar told CBS Face the Nation. And we might actually have multiple vaccines, some appropriate for different populations in different settings. Moderna says the vaccine it's developing has shown early success in clinical trials, so its stock could be surging today. The whole market might be up big. Dow futures up more than 700 points. It's two weeks early, but it's pre-hurricane season and a storm is closing in on the Carolina coast. Fox's Evan Brown tracks it live. Yeah, Dave's tropical storm Arthur formed this weekend. Its center is now 50 miles out from Moorhead City and it's sending wind and rain and coastal flooding to North Carolina. Forecast track is going to take the center very close to the coastline and then move near or east of the coast of North Carolina later today and then turn away from the east coast of the U.S. tonight and Tuesday. Dennis Feltkin at the National Hurricane Center. As much as three inches of rain could be expected in North Carolina today, Dave. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-597-0315. That's 800-597-0315. 800-597-0315. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. WBG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. As Tropical Storm Arthur passes about 250 miles south-southeast of New Jersey tonight, we're facing increased cloud cover, a strong onshore breeze, and cool temperatures today, maybe even a shower or sprinkle along the coast this afternoon. High temperature today only around 60 degrees. Continuing shower chance tonight with lots of clouds and a low of 52. And then tomorrow gets windy with gusts to 40 miles an hour. Coastal flooding also a concern. Partly sunny and 60 tomorrow, 58 with a chance of showers and drizzle on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist. Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is four minutes past the hour, and this should be... Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek. Mayor Kane has the day off. He'll be back next Monday. Let me share with you, I'm so happy I saw this during the break because I would not have been able to address this today, and it deserves to be addressed.
And those of you on hold and you know the exact order you're coming on, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what Open Forum on Hurley in the Morning is all about. But I'm going to throw out this question because I think it's spectacular. This is it's titled not for me, but from somebody who is listening to the program. So I hope you're still listening to the program because it's a great question and it is a fair question. Why? And then it's comma. Why is opening up the country more important than people's lives? We shut it down because of people's lives. Why are they less important now when we want to open it up? Question mark. Great question. Let me quote Peter Navarro, who I think is not only brilliant, but just incredibly competent. Because keep in mind, there are smart people who are incompetent and dumb. Like, I think Anthony Fauci is smart, but I think he's dumb when it comes to um, common sense. I mean, this guy would keep the country shut down forever. It's not that opening up the country is more important than people's lives. It's that if we don't open up the country, and this is, look, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, and if you go uh, to either Holland Cook, C-O-O-K-E, or to my Facebook page, because Michelle, it was not something I would post myself, and I was happy and, and really nice of Michelle uh, to post it on my page. So you'll see a split screen with Holland Cook and myself. I did the interview two Fridays ago, and it aired on RT America, that's Russia Today, RT America, this past Friday night at 7 o'clock. But Holland sent me a copy of the um, of the interview, and you can check it out. And I make the case that this is not a binary choice of stay shut down forever or let it rip. I believe there's middle ground where you have to be smart. Peter Navarro said... And I believe you can honestly make this case. More Americans, he says, will die from lockdown than from COVID-19. And that, my new friend, who's listening to the program through someone that we both mutually know, uh, because he sent me the email on your behalf, that's your short answer. From the Director of Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy, he has asserted that more Americans will die because of quarantine and lockdown than COVID-19. Because you may not be dealing with it, and I'm very blessed I'm not dealing with it. I'm not depressed. Uh, I'm working harder than ever. I feel um, energized. I feel engaged. I I feel connected to our community. Uh, I feel incredibly blessed to be able to work. And to be able to communicate with all of you on a daily basis and write on our WPGTalkRadio.com website and on my Facebook page. So I have nothing but just appreciation. But there are people right now who are, they have chemical problems. You may deal with people like this in your life. They're really high and then they're really low. They're deal, it's not their fault. They're dealing with chemical issues in their in their head in their brain you have people that are depressed on the verge of suicide i guarantee you even though it's not being covered people have committed suicide we didn't find out until a long time later that more than 12,000 americans committed suicide because their lives were destroyed their finances were destroyed their businesses that they worked a lifetime for were destroyed back in 2008 2009 so to the to the person who said 
Why is opening more important in people's lives? You cannot shut down a country to save its people. You can't do it. We didn't do it with H1N1 when 4.5 million Americans got infected and 100 and some thousand, whatever it was, died. We didn't do it then. So the shutdown to flatten the curve for a period of time was necessary because you wouldn't want the hospitals to be so inundated that we would have a problem that we couldn't manage, and we achieved that. And and keep in mind, and I know it's going to happen because everything is political now, the moment somebody dies or gets infected, you have blood on your hands, you opened up the car, you can't stay shut forever. Even Andrew Cuomo, the media's hero, says you can't do that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, no matter. This uh, official, this manufacturing people you're speaking of, uh, I concur. And I'm going to make this uh, short and firm. And I'm not just replying. Underline short. Stand. Okay, go Right, and I want to make this clear. Uh, we're going to represent uh, Mayor Kane and John Zarek. And this is why I'm coming up here today in that profession. It's not just Democrat, political, and so forth. Back away about that. And I can speak independent anywhere I go. And working with the largest transportation company in America and in the world, United States Air Force, promote world contemporaries. People make a joke at why you mentioned it. It's because of who I am now, you're concerned. Transportation is going to be so pressed until it's unbelievable. Look at Amazon. All these people trying to make deliveries. You understand? And remember, and when we had to shut down energy crisis ships out there with the fuel, with the gas. So all these things are cumulative, compounding. And we just can't go, just look at today. And it's waking up America. They're not going to take it. I've been a law-abiding citizen all my life. And I know for a fact, talk to doctors next door, Dr. Richard, real lion, getting ready to open up Baltic and Tennessee. That's important. Now, and I was explaining to him and other doctors, doctors from uh, Deborah, talking yeah. to them and saying, when you have your hand out, I'm coming to Atlantic City, it's two or three blocks. I'm not talking about recycle air. Let me jump in, Willie, because you said you would be brief, and I have so many calls, and I want to I want to have a moment to share um, a comment to your point. This is why we have to reopen. Hospitals right now ended all of their elective surgeries. They're all in on just COVID-19. Uh, they're hemorrhaging. They, they've lost millions of dollars. Funding has been set with parameters that very sketchy. That's being fought right now. We've been writing, uh, I think, better than anybody on this topic. If you check out the uh, archives at WPGTalkRadio.com, any article of mine, if you just click on my byline, Harry Hurley, That's uh, I, th- I think it's colored in blue, if I'm not mistaken, on the story. You click on that, and you'll see a whole listing of previous articles. Check out my reporting on Shore Medical Center, Cape Regional, uh, the great work that Ron Johnson's doing, that David Hughes is doing, that Brian Cahill is doing, and they've really been doing a heavy lift for them and also for Cape Regional. Uh, Check it out, because they have to be able... I mean, think about the people that haven't been getting examined for breast exams or, or colonoscopies or blood work being done or other things that routine screening and things like that that's so important where people are getting sick right now 
This is going on three months. It's over two months at this point. We've got to get back open. I've always said the testing is important, especially, I think, the testing of finding out if you've already had it and you have the antibodies. But it is also important to know if you have it now. But I think it's it's really, really important to find out if you already had it. Because then you might be able to donate plasma and, and help other people. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, the the uh, gym is blowing up. There's people all over the place. And I had a half a mind to get in my car this morning and drive out, but you have a very intelligent, well, I think so, audience. I would, I would, I would second that. We do. Okay. And so I know they know this, but it bears repeating. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, semicolon, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, semicolon, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws, Article the 14th of the Constitution of the United States of America. It is all, this, this guy, Ian Smith, who owns this gym, is just trying to make it perfect. We're going to clean. We're going to move apart. He's probably always clean anyway. What's going on in these states, what these governors think they can do, is I'm telling you, it has nothing to do. They don't care about people's safety. It's a lie. I know. Well, the reason that I'm going to back you up on that, I don't think it's with every single governor, every single elected official. But, I mean, look, look. Cuomo tells you you can't get a haircut, he gets a haircut. Lori Lightfoot tells you you can't get a haircut, she gets a haircut. de Blasio tells you you can't go to the gym, he goes to the gym. Uh, Fredo Cuomo has COVID-19, he's out there in public. And when someone says, hey, you're not allowed out here. I know who you are, you're on TV, you're the governor's brother. We're in a shutdown and you have COVID-19. And then he flips out on the guy. So there's no denying they never practice what they preach. To point out their hypocrisy is, again, redundant, as what I just read. Everyone knows what I just read. It's the Constitution of the United States. But it's beyond that, Harry. This is nothing more than to defeat our president. That's all it is. Let's muck up the waters. Let's keep this going. Oh, hey, we can now do mail-in voting. They they will just never end. And um, I'll tell you what I did on Friday. I went to the beach with my family. And when I left the beach and was driving west to come off the island, cars were pouring onto Long Beach Island. I see masks coming off people's faces. Even Fauci said in March, masks are a joke. My daughter recorded it off the TV. Well, Fauci did also, our very distinguished uh, Surgeon General did. They said they're not necessary, only people that are in the hospital, your health care provider, perhaps even a patient themselves, but that they actually made the case how you could infect yourself. But then all of a sudden, masks are required. Fauci was also the guy that said, we don't have anything to worry about in America with coronavirus. They And I, I don't know if you heard it very early this morning, but my opening monologue in uh, segment two was about Andrew Cuomo being wrong about everything, PPE, 
uh, ventilators, mishandled the Javits Hospital that, that, that Trump gave him, mishandled the U.S. Uh, comfort that the president gave him, and sent senior citizens COVID-19 infected to senior citizens' homes, and 5,000 seniors in citizen, senior citizen homes have died. There's no Republican that could have, could have ever led the way that this guy did and would not be destroyed right now. Not only is Cuomo not destroyed, they canonize him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry, just one more thing before I jump. Remember how many movies you've seen this quote in? I was only following orders. There you go. There you go. Bad orders. All right. When we come back in just a couple of minutes, here we go. You are next. You are right after that, and you're right after that. We got Tom in the inlet, batting third. Don't leave, Tom. We got you coming up, the full hour, and then six minutes on top of that. Wide open forum. Hurley in the morning style, 609-407-1450. Thanks for waking up. Hurley in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Mayor Kane. The Auto Plaza at English Creek has the morning off back next week in their usual spot here in the final hour of our Monday program. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. We're in wide open forum this hour. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Very well. Good Monday to you. What's going on? Same to you, sir. At any rate, I don't mean to change the subject, but uh, I know you saw it. I should never ask you this question ever, but I do anyway. Did you see the uh, latest Biden interview over the weekend with us, I believe, with Stephanopoulos? I did. Another did another incoherent uh, Joe Biden appearance. Well, <laughs> This one was. This one's worse. I mean, he's going. He's going downhill fast. This guy. He. He. Stephanopoulos asked him, "How are you getting updated on the, uh, on the, on the virus?" Well, I get updated every day. Ninety-minute updates every day. So Stephanopoulos goes. So who updates you? Uh. uh well, uh, because uh, uh, it was like you said the thing. He, he was stumbling on his words. Oh, the, 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 the guys, the guys, they update me. He couldn't even remember. And remember, these are friendly interviews that he does. These are hand-picked. This is a Clinton operative that actually got taken off of the last campaign because he had contributed to Hillary Clinton and didn't reveal it and got taken off the campaign. This, this is the former Clinton communications director, and they hand-pick where Biden can go and every single time, it's it's abject failure, absolute disaster. Well, that Delaware dungeon is where he should stay. Did you, did you hear the next? Now, this was the, the next to last interview when he was saying 85,000 people. Uh, then he changed uh, thousands to millions on one thing, and he was wrong again. Then he finally tried to catch up and, and say that, Millions of people are out of work, not thousands. I mean, he was babbling. It was complete. It was like Al Capone in his last year. It was it was embarrassing and painful to watch. And I don't ever watch any of those shows live, but I watch the um, the interviews that I handpick. And I have seen a very unsteady and quickly. He is he is 
he is regressing at a tremendous pace. I mean, I, I, I swear the last two months during the pandemic, Joe Biden's coherence, it, it is at a level that he's at warp speed right now with with losing his uh, his ability to, to even have a to even construct one sentence. Oh, I I agree. This was he went there. He said the guys, the guys, they they, they update me. Yeah, the ninety guys. minutes every day. Ninety minute, ninety minute update. Now, who is giving him a ninety minute update? Come on, why don't you just say I I stay on top of it? And yes, I'm very well apprised. But you start talking ninety minute updates, and that begs even even a goof like Stephanopoulos to say ninety minute update. Who, who's giving you that? You know the the thing. Well, the guys, the guys give the, the guys give me the give me the ninety minutes. It's like Vince Mazio. It's like well, listening to Vince Mazio speak. Well, that was the thing. Even Stephanopoulos looked at him and said, "Well, who? You give me ninety minute updates? You don't know who? Oh, the doctors, too. The doctors." It was just totally, and then you said with the 85,000 and his numbers are all mixed up. I mean, this guy is... What he should say is, on a question like that, we have a great team that I've assembled. We have some of the most talented infectious disease specialists in the world on my team. I'm also very mindful of Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. So obviously I follow uh, their daily updates. But remember, to give a good answer... Number one, you have to be honest, and I think Joe Biden is extremely dishonest. Gets credit for being honest, but he's not. He's, a, he's, he's been a cheater and a liar and a plagiarist. He's awful. His whole public career, he has been awful. I believe um, Tara Reid, uh, and they try to have like 100 women or 60-some women come out and say he never did that to them. Well, People that do what Joe Biden probably did to her, and everybody seems to say, I think he did it, but I'm going to still vote for him anyhow. These Democrats, they're fantastic, aren't they? But you could find 10,000 people to say you never did it to them. That doesn't mean you didn't do it to the person who says you did do it to them. That's not a good answer. Uh, 62 people said that worked with Joe Biden said he never did it to them. So what does that mean? That means he didn't do it to them, or maybe some of them he did, but but their career is set if he wins. That you know you don't know what's in all of this. I believe Tara Reid because contemporaneously she told of this, and it's completely different than the the Blasey Ford stuff. But Blasey Ford got market saturation level, every network, every cable channel. I mean, anything she wanted to say, the megaphone was turned on. Tara Reid, nothing. Crickets. That's how dishonest they are. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hi, Harry. Yes, good morning. Harriet from Ventnor. Oh, my goodness, my classmate. Yes, kindergarten. Here we go. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, we go all the way back. I'll just say HBS is in the house. Um, I can't believe it. Oh, my God. This is this is an honor to speak with you, because from the time we were the youngest age, I've never had anything but good feelings about you. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm having problems getting an answer about the stimulus. I've recently, um, in the last few months, have been on Social Security disability, and of course the year before I didn't file my taxes, but I get direct deposit and I'm still not received a check or any kind of notification. 
All right, I want you to do me a favor, because for my earliest year of education, my first grade on classmate, I want to I wanna provide you with my undivided attention and assistance. So if you'll do me a big favor, send me an email, harryhurley at aol.com, uh, with your phone number, where you can be reached. I'm going to ask Senator Brown to get right on it and anybody else that I have to get on your case because you're in a position where you should not have had to do anything. Your $1,200, or if you have a second, if you have a spouse, I'm not aware, then uh, it would be 24 but your 1200 for you should have already been received without you doing anything because you shouldn't have had to file. Now, are you, are you on Social Security now? I'm on the Social Security Disability. My problem is that I've been in the house. I do not have access to a computer. Ah. And that was my big problem. All right. Well, then, I ha- all right, uh, then what I'm going to ask you to do then is I'm going to ask you to hold on when we finish our call. Uh, I'm up for a break in the next two minutes anyhow, and I'm going to get your information over the phone and everything that I wanted to accomplish. I'll still get done. I'll just get your number uh, off the air. Is there anything else, Harriet, that you wanted to share? Sure. I just uh, I just thought it was funny. I mean, I love my president, and um, when he talked about using a uh, disinfectant and something, um, but it made me think of the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where he spritzed everything to clear acne. <laughs> oh, what a funny movie, too. Oh, my God. That's so good. And here's the thing. Everybody knew what he meant people tried to make that like he was telling people to drink bleach just it's it's amazing how ridiculous things have become yeah but there's also something else that's uh that if you knew in some of the stuff that we take inside pills that an estrogen pill contains uh pregnant uh pregnant mayor urine is an ingredient in a pill oh they got that going. They got that going for them. So who's to say you couldn't lose Lysol in a pill to cure yeah. this? You know, who knows? You you don't know. Uh, who would have thought that mold on bread would become penicillin, and then the lives that that has saved for decades? Harriet, hold on. I'm going to get your information uh, off the air. It, it is so great to hear your voice. Uh, I can't believe okay. it. We've known each other for more than 50 years. Incredible. Yes. All right, hold on. Yes. Don't go away. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I take care of strangers. You know. You know I'm going to take care of my first grade classmate that's in the class photo. Now, Harry and Don Hurley had Mrs. Todd for first grade at the then Oxford Avenue School. I remember that class photo. I'm going to have to pull that out of the archives. All right, we'll be back. Don't go away. As always, don't try this at home. We only make it look this difficult. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Respectfully yours. I am early in the morning. People all over the Jersey Shore have found the easiest way to stay connected to South Jersey's talk station. It's the WPG Talk Radio app. Read free South Jersey news. Listen to your favorite talk shows. Send us pics and videos when you see breaking news. Wake up with the alarm clock feature and win cool prizes in the 1450 Club. It's all just a tap away with the WPG Talk Radio app. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. Hey, it's Joe Pags. Join me tonight at midnight. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I say all the time, you never know who the next caller is going to be. The last caller was a first grade 
classmate of mine. So what are you, like six years old? So that would be what? 54 years ago. Holy cow, that's amazing. Doesn't even seem possible. Tom is in the inlet, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Tom. Good morning, Harry. Good to talk to you. And that was a nice conversation with your classmates. Yeah. You know, I still keep in contact with my classmates from Richmond Avenue and Atlantic City High School. Uh, Harry, I just want to make a comment. You know, you know, I live in the inlet and I love it down here. But it was it's so nice every weekend, Harry, weather permitting, of course, the amount of people, thanks to uh, uh, our great mayor, Marty Small, and our uh, president of council, uh, Mr. Tibbet, that they kept the boardwalk open. And uh, I see all these people coming uh, past my place on a boardwalk, riding their bike, walking all ages, and to be able to enjoy the water and that great fresh air that we have. And people want to get out, Harry. They really do. I, I do. I walk that boardwalk all the time. Uh, but that's not the reason I called. The reason I called is I have a, a problem of why big box stores, and I won't mention names, Harry, that can stay open. And of course, they're serving the public. But you have these mom-and-pop stores, Harry, uh, like your barbershop, that you know they're going to take precautions six feet apart with the mask and everything, that you can't go in there and get a haircut. It bothers me. I know. It's terrible. But look at all the things they let you do. So it doesn't make sense. There are actually some things. Remember, there were things going on in our in our country where people could be in a canoe, but they couldn't be on a boat. Now, you tell me, you I've been on a canoe. You are right next to the person in front of you or behind you on that canoe. And a boat, you could be spread out. Can't be on a boat. You could be in a canoe. They have all. Of course, we can go in all these stores, which I don't go in. Margie and I have been really compliant. I'll tell you what. And it's not easy because we're free people. We want to be able to do what we want to do. But I don't go into I haven't gone into any of these stores since the shut shut in stuff has happened. So we get stuff delivered. We pick up. We're being very careful. We're being very compliant. But look at those stores that people go into elbow to elbow. Look at, and I'm not putting it down. I love Ocean City. Uh, it's wonderful. We love it as a family. Look at those uh, videos and pictures from Ocean City, people elbow to elbow. There's no social distancing going on. Look at these knuckleheads closing the boardwalk, keeping the beach open, but you have to keep moving, and closing the ocean. Oh, and if you can go in the ocean, when you come out, you can't towel dry yourself off. I mean, I could go on and on, Tom. We have either power-drunk dictators that have been just waiting to be able to do this to people, little uh, mini-me or whatever, that uh, what was that thing from Austin Powers? That maniac guy won million dollars, Dr. Evil. I mean, I don't even know who these people are, but it's crazy what they've been doing. It really is, Harry. You know, who's making uh, these decisions? And uh, I, I just hope it stops real quick. You know, they have some states in this country that are opening up as much as possible. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you feel sorry for that, that uh, uh, business. Uh, well, all the uh, hotel businesses, but and particularly because I hear them all the time on your radio that owns that uh, uh, restaurant and south uh, hotel restaurant complex in 
Kate May the Crest Hotel. Oh, uh, the Seacrest Inn. Yeah, I feel sorry for him. Here's sure. a guy and, and his family that that's uh, put a lot of years into having you know a beautiful property. I hear it's beautiful there, and uh, that he may not be able to open. Well, he's going to open. It's a matter of when he can open. What percentage occupancy will he be allowed to have? What requirements is he going to have to do? He's already prepared to go beyond anything they would probably ask for. He's going to have bioblasting equipment, which I think he already has. Uh, they're going to be doing all kinds of protocols of wiping down switches and remotes in the room and everything. So they're going to get open and they're going to do it right. But if you get told you can only open 50 percent, they're going to they're going to keep crushing businesses all the way to bankruptcy. They are, Harry, because like a restaurant or a bar, you need 100% occupancy to make any money at all. And uh, that's not going to happen. There's going to be obviously a lot of businesses, unfortunately, that are going to go under over this. You know, we want to be safe. But we have to, we still, we're still alive. We have to, we have a life, the people in this country. Without a doubt. No doubt about okay, it. Okay, Harry, Thank you, you take Tom. care. Good to talk to you, Harry. You take care of you and your family. Thank you, Tom. You do the same, my friend. Be well. Thank you. Take care. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, several uh, Democratic leaders are on the roof. They're ready to jump. The stock market is actually up 800 points. Oh, boy. 495 stocks out of 500 up, 30 out of 30 Dow stocks up. And these are doom and gloomers. They, this does not fit into their narrative. Oil's 33 a barrel. It's going to be profitable again. And I think the message here, Harry, is we're going to go forward whether you come with us or not. Well, we, we have to. The problem is, though, those are great words, but if you still have a governor's order and then you have, like, the Camden County prosecutor who is saying, we're, if you're a client of a business that shouldn't be open, you're going to go to jail and a $1,000 fine, this is not going to inspire confidence or peace or anything. So we've got to get open. We have to open responsibly. We have to be smart. We have to accept the fact that some people are going to get sick because this is not going to miraculously be gone. And then when some people do get sick, hopefully, and this would be Democrats that would do this. I hate to, to sound partisan. I'm not, we, but we know who it's going to be. Democrats are going to be cr crying out blood on your hands. And here you go. You had to open. You're killing people. You know what's coming, Dan. Yeah, I would have to counter with uh, your your hero up in New York uh, made statements, which were terrible, after the uh, the transport back to the nursing home. The statements were not; uh, they were not apologetic. They were. I, I was following the law. What? That was a was a that was an over move that you made. It was a giant mistake, and you have to apologize for it. You can't be sending people into a burning building, and that's what uh, Cuomo admitted to. Why didn't they send them to the? Why didn't they set up the Javits Center for? The, the the emergencies why why didn't the nursing pa patients go all to the javits center and be cared for 
there's no care for them when they, they get to a nursing home. Well, that's I, I you may have missed it. I did a whole monologue on this, uh, my second monologue of the 6 o'clock hour, where I said Andrew Cuomo, who is the media's darling, they want to make him president right now. Uh, everything he does is right, even though he's been wrong about everything. PPE, ventilators, he misused the Javits Center, he didn't properly use the um, U.S. Comfort, and then he sent by by directive, by governor directive, an untold number of COVID-infected seniors into senior living centers, and over 5,000 seniors in senior living centers have died. And you have to say, now there's an occasion where you have to say, that decision, that's quantifiable, my friend. You go put infected people into an area that does not have proper uh ventilation proper spacing critical care uh areas i mean who wouldn't have known that you would have community spread evidently andrew cuomo and unfortunately and i've been defending him a lot but he has this tendency to one to two days later do what cuomo does governor murphy did the same thing here and half of our dead in new jersey are in senior living homes you you, you got to call it what it is that 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 should yeah, go you, down as one of the worst decisions ever made. Yeah, you know, when you hear that when you hear that term regional, and uh, we're all different states, but we're going to do it as a region. When you hear that term regional, you run the other way because uh, there's there's too much influence on from one of the states, and the the state at the lower rung, let's say it's Maryland or something like that, is beginning their edicts from uh, New York, and New York is the worst place to follow, as you know. And this thing, what Pritzker did, uh, and the kind of thing that the girl in Michigan is doing, yeah, it's tremendous, because you could have a boat, and you're going to take out your wife and three children, you will be stopped. And you said, you'll have to pick either one of the children or yeah. your wife and send everybody else home. I know, it's crazy. So you, you've been with them all 24 hours in your house, but you can't be with them on a boat. So... And your and your wife, Governor Pritzker, uh, whisked away to a twelve million dollar mansion in Florida, d- despite the fact that you know you should be staying at home. How do you square these things? I know, I hear you. You can't, and they don't, and they don't have to. They're allowed to be hopelessly duplicitous, dishonest, and wholly incons- uh, incons- inconsistent. They're Democrats, after all. You couldn't get away with it. Trump couldn't get away with it. Keep in mind. Trump got the PPE. He was the purchasing agent for incompetent governors around the country. He got the PPE. He got the ventilators. He got everything, everything everybody needed. And all he gets is trashed for his effort. Cuomo has been wrong about almost, I can't say everything, but almost everything. And he is canonized as the ideal. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Facts no longer matter. It's it's all about agenda. It's all about if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican. This is the game, and especially it's weighted, of course, towards Democrats. We'll be back. Don't go away. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. You'll be next, and you'll be right after that. We'll get to everybody that we can. Phone nine is batting third at uh, 44 minutes past the hour, and we have all the way until six minutes past the top of the next hour. This is Hurley in the Morning. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-597-0315. That's 800-597-0315. 800-597-0315. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Thanks very much. 46 minutes past the hour. I just saw a quick, I'll get it uh, straight and, and fill you in before the, the end of the uh, program. But Fox News is just reporting that somebody who opened fire, this is a story that we talked about previously, uh, had contact with al-Qaeda before they did what they did. So that's going to be um, interesting to see how all that plays out. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry, good morning, Charles. Charles, good morning. Listen, I just wanted to, I wanted to thank you and Town Square Media for what you did last week with the drive for the food, for the... Um, community food back Charles as you know uh, all six town square media radio stations uh, converged together for one entire day and raised more than twenty seven thousand dollars for the community food bank of New Jersey specifically southern branch that's eighty one thousand meals Charles it, Ara, I, I, my hat's off to you and, and the whole corporation. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. During a pandemic, tell me our region is not great. Very much needed. Very yeah. much needed right now. Absolutely. For, for our community, I, you know. Thank you again. Um, looks like we're we're seeing a, the beginning of another revolution here, starting in New Jersey with this gym owner, Ian Smith. I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to hear him speak, but guy makes a lot of sense, Har. He he. You know they're they're more stringent with the rules for this membership to get into this gym. They're taking your temperature before you can enter the premises. Everything's marked off within six feet. You can only be in there for an hour and fifteen minutes. Only so many people are allowed in. I don't know if they closed them down yet. I've been following it on Fox, and you know there's there's more rules in place for this these two owners of this gym. Than there is at the at the box stores that that we're all allowed to go into right now. It, it doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to this. And one other thing, you know, common sense. If you're shutting things down and you're forcing people to go into only a certain f- select few stores, aren't you making the crowds worse? If you open everything up, you'd spread everybody out. Doesn't that make sense? It does make sense. But that's not, you know the agenda. The agenda is orange man is wrong no matter what. 
they they they'll take China's side. They 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 that the Democrats are now saying it's not China's fault. Now obviously they they created the virus. I believe I don't think it jumped from the wet market. They created it. Then they did not arm the world with the information that they had 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 this mistake happened, and then they helped spread it around the world. And our Democrats are now saying China is not to blame. Trump is to blame. They're Harry, I heard you talking to Matt about about Biden and the stuff. I, I lost my mother um, uh, six years ago, and she she suffered from Alzheimer's for uh, you know a good three four years. You know, some days were were better than others, but I watched that that um, you know that downslope. I watched the you know I watched it progressively get worse. And then we ultimately lost her, not not from that, but from as as crazy as it would seem, a big pneumonia bug went through the elder care facility and and wound up eventually taking my mother from it. But I've I've seen that. We've all seen loved ones suffer from that, and I'm I, I'm I'm torn about it. But when I look at the diabolical, sinister plot that is behind Joe Biden. I can't feel sorry for him. Oh, I know. Look, his family his family is allowing this to go down. Obama was the one that told him, Joe, you don't have to do this. He knew. He knew that Joe wasn't up for this. Every, I kept telling everybody, this guy was his vice president for eight years, and he's not behind him. Now, when nobody's left, and they're all, like, holding their breath and biting their fingernails down to nothing, just hoping that surrogates it's, – it's all there. They do calls, and they do their communications – surrogates are going to be the candidate not biden they're going to try to elect weekend at bernie's that's what they're trying to do now it's it's a shame looking at the man if you have you know if you have any compassion at all what you're saying in front of your face has to make you apprehensive I, i have tremendous compassion but that they're going through with it you you gotta you can't we can't allow it to go down and they're all pretending like this is normal when it's one of the most abnormal things in American history. There is a candidate who doesn't know what day it is, who doesn't know whether he's a, uh, was a vice president, a candidate for president, or still a senator. All this is not me saying it's all out there. You just got to go look at it. He was at a crowd uh, of 14. Remember, that's a Joe Biden crowd before the pandemic, 14 people. And he, he said how great it was to be running for the United States Senate. And asking for their support for him to 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 win a Senate seat. So, this is happening. Uh, it's it's painful. It's horrible. It 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 shouldn't even be allowed because people close to him should just say we can't have this. But their problem is they can't have Bernie, so they're stuck with this. If if they didn't have a Bernie Sanders out there, if there was somebody like Cuomo had half the delegates you needed to, to get the thing, I, I think we would see a totally different thing going on right now than we see. Charles, let me get some more calls in. Good to talk to you. All the best. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, hi, Harry. I just wanted to um, I wanted to get your thoughts on something because I'm in the restaurant business. But before I did that, I just wanted to let you know I'm excited about the podcast that you mentioned because oh. uh, well, if I ever do get back to work, uh, it would be great to be able to hear you. Yeah, and for those who don't know, that's going to be available uh, anytime on demand. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a big time game changer. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's great. 
fantastic. But I wanted to, on, on Friday night, I, I heard Tucker t- uh, talking to somebody, and they said, and I just want to get your thoughts on it being interested in restaurants and everything. Yeah. Um, in Europe, he said that restaurants, some of them were open 100%. And they were doing it by using plexiglass in between the tables. And I was wondering why I haven't heard that being a possibility here somehow, that we could get back to normal faster by using this uh, idea. Well, uh, Andrew, let me tell you what I know about that. Uh, People are talking about that. For example, the fellow in Cape May that wants to reopen, he put plexiglass in between all kinds of things. Casinos around the world are actually separating blackjack players so that you're not stuck with just three players at a table. You can still have seven because they have big plexiglass walls uh, that are put up. Now, there are a lot of people that think that they're going to breed uh, and that that might not be a great idea, and you'd have to always be cleaning that, of course, just like they're going to clean cards and the dice and everything else. Uh, so people are talking about that. Uh, I don't know to what extent, but... It's not like there's a choice of, hey, if you put up plexiglass, you can be 100%. You know what's going to happen in the state. You're going to get ordered that you can be at 25% or you can be at 50%. So that's the way that's going to go. Right. I was hoping maybe the plexiglass would be something that customers could be more comfortable with, maybe more privacy, and they'd be protected if somebody else sneezed or something. Well, let, let me tell you Let me tell you the flip side to that, because this is a great conversation you and I are having, and I'm, I'm armed for it, I'm equipped for it, because I had this with a very high-ranking casino executive. We had this conversation. Imagine you want to feel normal again, you want to go out and be entertained, you want to feel safe, and you're in this environment where you're in a plexiglass phone booth. That does not inspire uh, any type of normalcy. My friend told me he doesn't want that because he thinks that just promotes the problem and does not inspire confidence or is a solution. So see how that cuts both ways? Yeah, it does when you bring it up that way. Uh, I was just thinking um, that... Uh, you know, maybe just be a temporary thing, just to get people, you know, you know, something until things can get back to a regular way, and then just forget all that. But I guess it would be kind of time-consuming to put all that up for a first short time. I, I hear what you're saying, and but you imagine like what you want to go out to dinner, and you come in, and here's your table. You're in this plexiglass, the boy in the bubble. You're John Travolta. If you ever saw that movie from years ago, I don't think people are going to like that. It's not. It, it actually inspires you to just stay home or get takeout uh, because that's not that's not relaxing. You're almost in a like a, a fishbowl existence, waiting to to get the somebody to cough on you or something because you got all this plastic all around you. I know it sounds good. I don't think it would play well. Right. Okay. I just wanted to see yep. what you thought about that. Good to talk to you, Andrew. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Fall nine. Welcome to the program. Hey, Tom. Hey, Harry. Uh, you know, you got it. This is one of those phone calls that you can't make it up. I'm running down, uh, running. I'm walking down the boardwalk, and this young lady is way over on the other side of the boardwalk. And she comes running up to me because I have my uh, Keep America Great hat. Oh, my gosh. She's laid into me. You're a murderer. You're a racist. That's like him. I'm going to see you in your grave. And she's like going ballistic. It is a riot. So then she says, I said, honey, you can't see me in my grave because I'm going to get cremated. (laughs) You just can't. All right, but Tom, when I say, and I know you say it, 
Trump derangement syndrome is real. That is like a trigger. That hat. I can't remember um, exactly. Let me try to remember what it said. Um, oh, yeah. There's new Trump hats coming out. You know, Space Force has been released that we have another branch. It's part of another branch of the military, but it's sort of its own separate branch. Space Force. There are new red hats. Make space great again. <laughs> I know. Here's, here's the kick. I love it. Kicker to the thing. Yeah. This young black guy was behind me, and he came. He came up to me after she took off. Right. He says, "Man, I can't even believe that." And I said, "He says, I don't know how you held your cool. She's screaming in your face and everything." I said, "Hey, you know they're crazy." He says, "Haven't you noticed?" And and remember now, they're the tolerant ones, though. They believe they have the right to not support who you write who you support they have the right not to support who you support and they believe they have some inherent beautiful right to just run you up and down the flagpole every name in the book do we ever walk by like if somebody had a biden hat on now the truth is you don't see any enthusiasm behind joe biden you only hear some people say they're going to support him there's real trump enthusiasm but if you saw a biden t-shirt or anything I would never say anything to anybody wearing that. No. That's not right. And here's the thing. He, and he, the young guy says to me, he says, he says, sir, he says, she would have really flipped out if I had my mega hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. But here's, here's the uh, real quick. On this pandemic, Harry, we had a drill back in 2008. I don't know if you're aware of it or not, between the county and us and, and the casinos, all the casino security. Yeah. And uh, with the United States Marine Corps, which is their seaburn unit, which is chemical, biological, or radiation unit. And it was just this. It was a pandemic that started. And the first thing we did was isolate the people who are affected and the seniors isolate, just like uh, Antis did down in Florida when he isolated the. This is, a, a, to me, is an absolute crime to put those people back into a nursing home when they know that this is how we drilled. And for Fauci to not have a plan, I mean, this is something that the United States Marine Corps and all the other branches of the service have been doing for years because they were always fearful of biological weapons coming over to our. To the United States via crowded places like the casinos, and uh, that's what we drilled on. And uh, they, they gave us all kinds of equipment. Unfortunately, it was so long ago; it was twelve years ago that it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, that's the type of things that uh, I know they had plans. And the plans go back to the, all the ar- branches of the armed forces. And for Fauci to do what he did, I don't know why that guy's praised. I mean, guy's been there some thirty years and. He doesn't have a plan. I mean, there should be a concise plan, just like these Marines had when they came to our city and did that drill. They knew. Yeah, imagine he is the world's leading infectious disease specialist, and he said at a very, very late date that America had nothing to worry about with the coronavirus. And this is this is the Mount Rushmore. It's you know you know. Back to the hat again. Uh, you know, every time I wear it up here when I'm walking, you know, I get out here pretty much every day. Yeah. And I get 99% of the people who are, I love that hat. I love that hat. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. He's our man. And, and that's you know. the way our country used to be. If somebody liked it, they would they would say it. And if they didn't like it, they would just keep their trap shut. But that's not where we're at right. now. Trump brings out the worst in these political creatures they just they he he drives them crazy to where they behave basically subhumanoid 
because people yelling in your face because you're in a free country where you're allowed, if you had a LeBron James shirt on or a Michael Jordan shirt on, nobody should come up to you and say, how can you wear that shirt? Oh, my God. I mean, we're supposed to be a free society, but Trump, he's a trigger with some of these people. It's it's incredible. She ran off when I pulled out my phone. I was trying to get her on video. Oh, that would have been great. That would be hilarious. Oh, that would have been. I would have loved to have seen that. All right, Tom. Have a great day. Thanks, man. You too. Good to see you. But that's where we're at. Remember, they've taken the hats off people, spit on them, throw stuff on them, beat them up. I mean, you don't ever hear the reverse happening. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. I'm not from New Jersey, I'm from way down south, but what you mentioned earlier this morning brought back a memory. You know, all, all the stuff about trying to take all your rights away and control you 100% entirely, all of that's true. They don't, they don't have any regard for the society, for, you know, for the, for the regular people. They're missing, they hate us, they detest us, they despise us, and what they would like to do is eliminate us, and they don't care how we're eliminated. Right. So, for example, if you're not Stacey Abrams, uh, Stacey almost Abrams, almost Governor Abrams in Georgia, if you're Governor Kemp or you're anybody that's anywhere down south, you're, what I've seen is these are governors who want to reopen, that want to be responsible, that don't want people to lose their life's work, that don't want businesses to be shuttered forever, that people want to get back to work, and we want to be safe, we want to be responsible, but we can't save the american people by killing the country so unless you're stacy almost governor abrams even though the ha 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 funny thing there is she lost by quite a, mi- a wide margin outside the range of a recount and only the media has made her a close almost governor and because she wants to be vice president and is begging to be vice president i'm sure she hates the idea of people going back to work but i think that's not only what people want unless you're a lazy bum and you want your extra 600 till July every week. Uh, but that's going to end soon enough. That's not going to be around forever. Uh, and so I think most hardworking people want to responsibly go back to work, have had it with two months of this, and it's the right thing to do. Well, yes, but half, half the society does want to sit on their ass and yeah. collect money. That, that's that, true. That is true. That is true. But, you know, the, the, I think the important thing, the overarching thing here is that these, you know, the 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 leftists, as you know, they detest us. If if they could eliminate us, okay, and whether it's by a bullet in the back of the head or any other means, they detest us. They don't think that we are fit to live. And of course, they think that way. Their culture is that way because they have no idea who actually creates life to begin with. Okay, but beyond that, the 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 main thing I was calling about, I wanted to say. I remember being in New Jersey working at a plant when I was just a kid in late 1973 in the first fuel crisis, and I remember the then senator from New Jersey who sat with Scoop Jackson. He was another senator out of Washington State, I believe, and I'm sure there is some media on it, but they sat and they, they were having a, uh, you know, a, a TV interview, and it was on one of the New Jersey stations, New York stations, and what it was was a legislation they had drafted and was sitting on the, I think, in the House of Representatives. I'm not sure it ever made it to the Senate. Um, 
but it was to ban uh, private uh, citizens, you, you and I, from owning cars, motorhomes, small airplanes, and back then even ATVs and motorcycles. The reason being, and I remember Senator Jackson in the interview made motions like, well, we're, we're the, by the year 2000, there will be not one single drop of oil left on the entire planet anywhere. And he said, if we don't stop you from using this fuel right now, by the year 2000, we will be beating on logs to keep right. time. And now we know that it's out on ships right now, barrels and barrels and barrels, because we have so much, we have nowhere to put it. We have tremendous strategic petroleum reserves. We have uh, now the ability to drill sideways and shale and everything else. Th th what, what this proves, and the end of the program is hit, is that they are spectacularly wrong about everything. If Al Gore was right, there'd be no planet. I mean, the, this whole eastern seaboard would be underwater. They're wrong about everything. Fox News Radio Studios in New York City. Fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend or as good as possible, or as much as your governor would let you do. Uh, if you're in New York, on Long Island, you probably went to the beach. You could play tennis, but you could not play uh, soccer, any type of team sport, call playing softball, you might get a ticket. You can have a catch, it's got to be a certain amount of distance. Uh, and we got a, a crazy mayor here. We come to you from New York, and I know we're a national show, but when you have the epicenter of the virus that's plagued, the literally plagued 186 countries, and more people have suffered more than any than any place else in New York City, because people come from all around in the mass transit and everything that goes involved in that. And we have a mayor here who's not talking to the governor, and therefore, we have a situation where the governor's message is a lot different from the mayor's message. And in this case, I like the governor's message. This hour, uh, this hour, we're going to be joined by Michael Goodwin and then uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas. Texas got a bit of a hot spot now. I get it. But you know what the lieutenant governor is also going to be talking about? Starting sports again. Kids playing sports again. It's really screwing them up not to be doing it, let alone the recruiting and the college. And what about the kids to get them out and be with their friends again, since it's so unlikely that they'd ever be susceptible, and it's very unlikely that they'd be a carrier or pass it on to an adult. That's going to be the message a little bit later. So let's get to the big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. This pandemic has fully, finally torn back the curtain on the idea that so many of the folks in charge know what they're doing. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. He was an incompetent president. That's all I can say. Grossly incompetent. <laughs> president, by the way, President Obama's message was at a virtual commencement address. Hey, thanks for that. Could someone talk about me? Haven't I been through enough? Now you're starting your petty political arguments during my commencement address, which is not real anyway. Presidential clash. Trump and Obama go directly at each other. Who is most likely to win this battle? I'll weigh in. Number two. Unlike the old days when, you know, we actually didn't have a $30 trillion debt almost, she thinks that she can just author this kind of Christmas tree of whatever anybody wants. It's disappointing, but you know what? The adults here will come in, we'll take over in the Senate, yep. and we'll get something done ultimately. 
Adam Kinzinger making some sense over in Illinois. The rescue package signed and delivered, but the Senate will not be picking it up out of their outbox as Republicans claim it's all about the Democratic agenda instead of aid. Number one. We're going to have to open up the economy. That doesn't mean that we don't, won't do it safely. And we've got to do everything we possibly can to get this economy open. And unlike yeah. some of my colleagues, I think the American people can do it. I do, too. Uh, I think we have to. There is no alternative. The race to recover. The state-by-state battle to reopen. More and more people rise up against their local governments. Extreme restrictions as we take the temperature of our economy. Pun intended. Michael Goodwin joins us. New York Post esteemed columnist, Fox News uh, contributor. Michael, welcome back. Good morning, Brian. Thank you. Hey, Michael, first off, some good news. Uh, The governor speaking yesterday. Let's listen. Let's look at the facts today. Total hospitalization is down. Good news. Net change is down. Intubations is down. And new COVID hospitalizations are down. So it's a good day across the plate. Again, we're right about where we were when we started. We just want to make sure we never go back to where we were. Right. But while he's speaking, the mayor is saying, I'm going to put up fences. By the way, I thought walls didn't work. I'm going to put up fences to keep you from the beach. Um, If I catch you outside a bar with the drinks you're allowed to buy, if I catch you loitering there, you're going to get in big trouble. So one is taking his time, and the other, it couldn't be more restrictive as he's not getting these numbers. For people outside New York, Michael, how do you characterize what the city is like right now? You know, it's it's a ghost town uh, on the surface, but I think underneath it, Brian, there is this real hunger. There's, of course, also a lot of fear, but but it's the same hunger we see across the country. People want to get back to normal. They want to do things that they've been doing for all their lives and go places, get out of their apartments, and begin to to see friends again, begin to see family. I mean... you know the, the the mayor is is foolish in this thing that we're gonna we're gonna stop stop you from swimming in the ocean. We're gonna put fences. Yes. Up. I, I mean he, he's acting like King Canute here. You know we can roll back the tide. I mean it just defies common sense. People can social distance in open places. The idea, I mean, I think that they keep trying to confine people, and people should not want to be confined. We all want to be free, and so I think these ideas are all, to me, de Blasio is just looking for headlines. This is his only thing in life now, is to get a headline. So whether it's attacking President Trump, uh, saying outrageous things about uh, the president stabbing New York in the back and all that, Ugh. it's all just to get a headline because he's largely irrelevant. And there's nothing a politician hates more when there's, when there's headlines to be had than to be irrelevant. And so he says these things that bear no relation to reality. Is the city really going to send out crews to pound uh, uh, wooden fences? stakes or metal stakes into the beaches. I mean, it it, it can't happen. 
it's foolish. It's ridiculous. It's unnecessary. And it'll make him look even dumber. So I suspect he'll at least be smart enough not to do it. By the way, the, the market's going through the roof. They must have liked what the, uh, what the Fed chair said yesterday on 60 Minutes. So I'll take it. We're over 24,000, uh, 550 at the moment. So, Michael, listen, I think uh, Governor Cuomo at this time, very good communicator, right? Very conversational. What he does with his stats in his speeches on a daily basis. As someone who kind of does this a little bit, and you're a great communicator too, I can appreciate what he does. I really can. There's some very smart people who just can't communicate. Uh, he's a very good communicator, but he is getting a total pass on his record. The, what he demanded in ventilators wasn't close to the need. What he demanded of the Javits Center wasn't even needed. It cost us hundreds of millions of dollars. What he demanded from the USNS Comfort barely even touched it, cost us millions of dollars. And he is getting a total pass on the decision to put coronavirus positive patients back into nursing homes. Over 2,600 lost their lives, and you write about that. Well, uh, it's more than 2,600. It's it's closer to 5,500 now, 5,500 in the state. And My bad. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's a it's a horrific uh, total, Brian. And if you talk to the nursing home owners and the families, uh, I mean the the pain that went with every death is is just unbearable. Because re- recall again, and I think it's worth repeating that. The nursing homes under the state uh, barred visitors in in March, right? No visitors could come in to see their their loved ones lest they infect the premises. Now, that makes a perfect amount of sense at the time. But why then would you at the same time send people you know are infected into those same facilities? I mean, it it boggles the mind when you think of it strictly in those terms. No families, because we don't want to bring in the disease. Okay, over here we're going to bring in the disease. We're going to knowingly bring in the disease. And we're not, oh, by the way, we're not, we're forcing you to take these patients. We're not giving you any time to to prepare segregated areas. We're not going to ask you whether you can handle it. You must, or we might take your license. I mean, this is an extraordinary thing. And you say the the governor gets away with a lot. I agree with you. Uh, He is a good communicator. He's been out there. He's out front. He's could have, you know, the man in charge, which which people like in a crisis. Uh, But it's in what does he do with that power? What how has he used this incredible, almost absolute power in New York? Because the legislature said basically do whatever you want. We'll suspend, you know, the legislative powers. You go ahead. You take the lead. You do what you want with the budget. You do what you want with uh, shutdown orders, all of that stuff. So Cuomo has run with that power. But then, of course, with that power comes responsibility. And I would argue that he has failed, as you say, on the dollars and cents issues. He he overplayed, you know, the, the, the drama. Uh, but... The nursing home issue is directly connected to that because a lot of what he was reacting to was this prediction that New York would need about three men, three times as many hospital beds as it actually has. So he did yep. a number of things to try to increase hospital beds. The comfort was part of that, the ship, the Javits was, was a big part of that. 
increasing capacity within hospitals was a big part of that, but emptying the beds of patients who were recovering. They were no longer acute. It's called subacute, and so therefore they could be discharged from the hospital, but where to put them? And it was his decision to put them in nursing homes, whether they had been okay, there so before Michael, or not. That yeah. was the great mistake, and he did it. He did it himself. No one else did it. But, he did it. But, Michael, uh, but if, stop me if I'm wrong here, but I believe he at first said it wasn't his decision, they're private facilities. Then he says, you know, um, you know, we don't even know. Then he said he didn't know about it. And now it looks like it was him. And you, you talk about a March decision that he made, and then bring this in. Now, when there's a look, there's calls for an independent investigation. He calls it. Oh, you're just playing politics. Can you right. imagine that? Yeah. Now, one yeah. investigation on him. Trump gets three a day. So, what <laughs> event? Oh, you guys are just playing politics. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the heavyweights, because that's what happens when you yeah. make big decisions like that. You can't. You can't say I don't know when you're in absolute power, and that's your point. You know, Brian, um, across the country, uh, I mean, New York is the most dramatic in terms of the numbers of deaths in nursing homes and, and similar facilities. But there, this is also a national phenomenon. Some states, as much as 80% of the deaths uh, were in nursing homes, um, uh, Minnesota and West Virginia, for example. Uh, the New York Times counted at least 14 states where more than half the deaths were in nursing homes. And then you get, if you get into the granular of counties, somebody sent me an email that one upstate county, almost all the deaths were in nursing homes. So I think this is a national issue. I think it's a national disgrace. Uh, uh, we, we have treated the elderly uh, as disposable people in this crisis. And I think there does need to be a national investigation of this with a focus on New York and New Jersey because they had the highest death totals. New York and New Jersey together have now coming up on 11,000 dead in nursing homes. 11,000 dead. And you know, Brian, if you did across the country these large percentages in nursing homes, if you, if you just imagine for a second that we had prevented all or most of that. We had prevented even, let's say, 90% of those deaths, which I think probably was possible. We would have a very different crisis now. We would be looking at the coronavirus outbreak as something not nearly as horrific as it has been. Because when we, we knew from early on in, in Italy, in, in, in uh, South Korea, that it was the elderly, particularly those with underlying issues, who were the most vulnerable. And yet, we treated those people as though they were invulnerable. And Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, did it exactly opposite from New York and New Jersey. He prevented those COVID-positive patients from going into nursing homes. And even now, if, if somebody in a nursing home gets sick with the virus, they send them to a hospital. They do not keep them in, in a nursing home. So that is clearly the right way to did it, do it. They exactly. had a much different result. They lost, on average, a little over one uh, patient per nursing home to the virus, whereas in New York, it's, you know, it's hundreds in, in many cases. Yeah. So something Michael, it's, was it's wrong too, here. Yeah, some, 
Absolutely. And now uh, the big thing is loneliness. Now they're so boxed out, they don't get the chance to see any of their grandchildren, any of their siblings, any of their relatives. So you wonder what their life is like as we try to keep them alive. Now they're in uh, solitary confinement, only with nicer yes. areas. So yes, I, I feel yes. bad, but I'd rather have that and have them be alive than the current situation. But thank yes. you very much, Michael. I'm up against a break here, but great column. And somebody has to soberly look at New York because everyone wants to pat the governor on the back. And maybe he does in some cases, but man, it has been a disaster with the seniors. Thanks so much. Uh, he is Michael Goodwin. We come back, your turn. 1 408 7669. Don't go anywhere. Brian Kilmeade will be right back. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We've had our lives flipped upside down recently, and for many of us, things just got a lot rougher. But we've faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. If all this craziness has you protecting the ones you care about, don't let it stop when we get through this. Keep the protection rolling with a life insurance shield around your family. For over 30 years, Term Provider has been providing affordable term life insurance at better prices and with better service, including policies that don't need an in-home exam. As for Big Lou, he's just like you, spending time at home with his kids, too. No matter what your medical history, prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, at Term Provider, we can help you find a million dollars or more of term life insurance at affordable rates to fit your budget. There's no obligation, so call now for your free quote. Call 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. 800-511-3535. Attention, this is a special bulletin from the National Association for Working Americans with Drug and Alcohol Problems. If you need help for yourself or a loved one, please call our special free hotline. We have representatives from your insurance company standing by now, ready to verify your treatment coverage. If you qualify, you're allowed by law to take time off from work. Call right now. Our service is free for you to use. To learn more, we urge you to call the National Association for Working Americans with Drug and Alcohol Problems. Free travel assistance to one of our nationwide locations may also be available. Authorized programs are available that are proven to help you break drug and alcohol addictions in 7 to 30 days. Call in the next 5 minutes for your free consultation. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. That's 800-296-1325. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first, protect yourself and your family with high-quality face coverings from Boomer Naturals. They're lab-verified to give 92.2% antibacterial protection and are available in adult and child sizes. Boomer Natural face coverings are made for use up to 30 days when you hand-wash between uses. I recommend ordering your face covering now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use code BILL20 at checkout to save 20%, plus get free shipping on any order over 50 bucks. Please use BILL20 at BoomerNaturals.com. On this Monday, I am watching movie receipts from Norway, which recently opened its theaters. Film going very big in this nation of five and a half million because the average yearly temperature is cold, very cold. Reindeer wear down jackets. 
Anyway, COVID closed the movies in Scandinavia except for Sweden, as it is done in many countries, including the USA. And it will be interesting to see if Norwegians do go back to the cinemas, as they are called in Oslo. Patrons have to sit apart unless you're in a family. If you're in a family, you can sit together. Popcorn prepackaged, encouraging people to wear masks, but they're not mandatory in the theater. If Norwegians do begin watching flicks in the theaters again, that will be an excellent sign, especially if the contagion does not uptick. However, film choices will be limited, as Hollywood is basically shut down and the movie industry devastated across the board. The huge talent agency William Morris Endeavor owes $4.5 billion and may have to declare bankruptcy. Despite that, according to Variety, the boss, Ari Emanuel, apparently received $160 million from the company seven months ago. How does that happen? Sounds like a good movie. Anyway, good luck to Norway. We all need to go back to the movies. Now this. With turmoil in the world and with issues here at home like the upcoming election and rising government debt, I recommend Americans consider gold and silver as a way to protect your savings and retirement accounts. American Hartford Gold Group makes it simple and easy to invest in physical gold and silver. Get a free silver coin from American Hartford Gold Group. No purchase necessary. It's free. Please call 877-444-GOLD or visit www.billfreecoin.com. Coin.com. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us next at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. talk show that's getting you talking you're with brian kilmeade welcome back everyone 1-866-408-7669 i hope you had the most successful weekend possible i get calls from people they don't even know it's a pandemic they're like yeah i went to a restaurant why do you ask and other people were with me it's like have you left the house uh with, there's nowhere to go you go to a restaurant i actually a few times i wanted to grill and i feel so bad for these restaurants because this is going for eight nine weeks that i've ordered out um, I, because I don't want to see all these men and women go out of business. I mean, are you guys doing the same thing? If you're in New York, you're in Massachusetts, you're in New Jersey, uh, if you're in Rhode Island, I mean, there is no, there doesn't seem to be any reasonable light at the end of the tunnel. Frank, you listen to WRCN on Long Island. Hey, Frank. Hi, good morning, Brian. Um, just to the point that was before the break, uh, there's another factor that's not being uh, taken into effect with these li assisted living and nursing homes. I had a close family friend. His mother was in an assisted living. Um, older gentleman in his uh, early 60s. The mother passed away. Him and his three siblings went in to see the body uh, prior to the lockdown. Um, she was in decent health, not something to cause a test. They all went in the room. All the siblings uh, got COVID. On Easter Sunday, he passed away, unfortunately, from it. Um, and then the other factor that we're dealing with here on Long Island is the hospital that he went to. His wife still doesn't have the body. He was, she was told that he was going to be cremated, doesn't have the ashes, can't, can't get in touch with anybody at the hospital to get the body. Unbelievable. How, how does that happen? I mean, you saw what's going on in Queens, New York, right? 
in Queens. They have refrigerated trucks full of bodies. I mean, this is insane. You wouldn't expect this in New York where they're used to high volume everything. Frank, sorry to hear that. Jerry on WHIO. Hey, Jerry, in Dayton, Ohio. Hey, Brian, uh, I know this is a little off topic, but I couldn't help calling in. Uh, all the stuff that's going on with the Constitution being broken uh, all the time, I, I thought about Fox uh, Nation and how cool it would be if there was like a kid section where we could take things like your books and turn them into small cartoons to, so we could start teaching kids at an early age, 5 to 12 years old. Also, I, I thought about like a superhero context with Pete Hegseth in mind, honestly, like Captain, uh, Captain Constitution or something. Just something, especially during this pandemic, with the lockdown and a lot of homeschooling going on, I thought that would be a real cool thing for kids. I'm going to bring that up. Hey, that is a great idea. You're 100% right. We're looking to grow Fox Nation while still having a hard time getting new programming because we can't go shoot anything and we, we can't get with crews. So I would love that idea. And they got some great minds over there. Thank you so much. 1-866-408-7669. Uh, back with the Lieutenant Governor of Texas. Brian Kilmeade. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The WPG Talk Radio app is everything South Jersey. Local news and information updated around the clock from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Breaking news push notifications just for South Jersey. Easily call and listen to all your favorite WPG talk shows and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your phone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto today at WPGTalkRadio.com. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. A House committee is investigating Friday's firing of State Department Inspector General Steve Linick. He was reportedly looking into Secretary Mike Pompeo having a State Department employee run personal errands, like dog walking and getting his laundry. Senator Bernie Sanders criticized the president's decision on ABC's This Week. He does not understand that in the function of government, you have a Congress, you have inspector generals who say, by the way, Mr. President, what you're doing is wrong and it may be illegal. President Trump says he no longer has confidence in Linick. The Foreign Relations Committee is demanding the White House turn over all documents related to the firing. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. Tropical storm Arthur is just off the North Carolina coast. Biggest threat from Arthur looks like it's going to be a lot of water. One to three inches of rain is expected over coastal North Carolina through this afternoon. Isolated amounts up to five inches. That's Dennis Felkin of the National Hurricane Center. America's listening to Fox News. Some businesses are allowed to reopen in New Jersey today under tight restrictions. Non-essential businesses can reopen for curbside pickup only, the first time since being shut in mid-March due to the coronavirus. No customers are allowed inside the stores. Non-essential construction also starts up today in New Jersey. There will be staggered work hours and face coverings required. Over the weekend, charter boat services and boat rental businesses were allowed to reopen. Jersey Shore communities will have their beaches open in time for Memorial Day weekend. Governor Murphy ordering community leaders to limit the number of people on beaches to ensure for social distancing. And the Gov says bathrooms and changing areas can open, but boardwalk games will not. The events that draw crowds like fireworks are banned. Face coverings not required, but recommended. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. 
A Camden County gym has reopened in spite of the state order to stay closed. Ian Smith, co-owner of Attilus Gym in Belmar, says small businesses are being strangled and the economy is being decimated. Smith appeared on Fox News to say he felt his constitutional rights were being infringed upon. The gym has restrictions in an effort to ensure social distancing, such as limiting the number of people in the gym. And Governor Murphy says the state's July 7th primary mostly will be by mail-in ballot. In several tweets over the weekend, Murphy explained that all registered voters who are Democrats and Republicans will be sent mail-in ballots. All others will be sent a vote-by-mail ballot application. In the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Newsroom, I'm Kristen Marks. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks are rallying. Investors are feeling more optimistic after Fed Chair Jerome Powell said the American economy might start to recover this year from the coronavirus pandemic. Also, biotech Moderna is reporting promising results from its trial of an experimental coronavirus vaccine. The test is being done in a partnership with the U.S. government. The Wall Street Journal says Grubhub has rejected a merger offer from Uber Technologies because it was too low, though both companies continue discussions. Apple is reopening another 25 stores in the U.S. this week. That's on top of the five U.S. stores it just opened. The San Francisco Chronicle is reporting that Tesla has informed employees it does have the okay from the county health department to reopen its Fremont, California auto plant. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda. Invested in you. The big media is at war with President Trump. Now, Newsmax TV reveals the media's dangerous agenda. Watch Newsmax TV and see shows with Chris Salcedo, Sean Spicer, and Greg Kelly as they expose the fake news. Newsmax TV is America's fastest-growing cable channel on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Optimum, Cox, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, CenturyLink, and more. Just check your channel guide. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV, so watch it today. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For the rest of the day, mostly cloudy. Increasingly windy, gusts up to 35 miles per hour. For the afternoon with a high 64, cloudy and windy tonight. Gusts up to 40 miles per hour with a low of 53. Tomorrow, winds gradually subsiding. We'll see intervals of clouds and sun throughout the day. Wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour with a Tuesday high 65. Partly cloudy night, low 49. I'm AccuWeather's Kevin Snyder on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. The only thing that's going to get us out of this is the American people and the American private sector. We're going to have to open up the economy. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't do it safely. It's no longer a debate between safe or soon. It's now safe and soon. We've got to do everything we possibly can to keep people safe, and we've got to do everything we possibly can to get this economy open safely. And unlike some of my colleagues, I think the American people can do it. I do. Uh, I 100% agree. Sheltering in place is not an option. I didn't feel it was an option when it first happened, but I'm brand new to the virus thing, brand new to the pandemic world, but I was willing to say, I don't know. 
But now that I sit there and I can talk to these experts because I have this incredible job that gives me access, I know for sure between the economists and doctors, it's time for the economists to take the lead while doctors coach us, uh, coach us to victory, which is a perfect, uh, is a perfect segue to my next guest is Lieutenant Governor of Texas, uh, Dan Patrick. Uh, Governor, welcome back. Hey, Brian, good to be with you. You know, uh, as you and I text back and forth, the, really the last big event that I participated in was with you uh, back on about March 5th in Houston on your book. Uh, great book, by the way, great read uh, during the quarantine. And that was the last big event. And little did we know that literally a, less than a week later, the lockdowns would begin. Yeah, and for you to give me that flag that flew over the Alamo was so it so, was so fantastic, and the, and the proclamation and everything like that. The let alone you carrying the show on your station, uh, KSEV on seven hundred AM seven hundred. It's just been so huge for us, and I can't thank you enough. You're a broadcaster by trade. I love when people uh, toss to you, and you're such a pro. They think you're just a, a typical well-read politician. But you're such a pro as a broadcaster, too. You're able to answer the question, get right to the point. And I wanted you on anyway to tell us about opening up Texas. But the column you wrote yeah. about opening up youth sports is also my passion. But let's start with Texas. Uh, we've opened up the gates a little bit. We understand uh, there's um, another, you're marking another moment where you are uh, allowing gyms to open up this week. Where well, is? that was actually announced in our Brian. That was actually announced in our last press conference that today, the 18th, would be the day that they could begin, as well as office buildings opening up 25 percent of their capacity of their office staff. And of course, as you and I both know, uh, I think a lot of businesses uh, are going to realize they can cut down on their office space in the future on their next lease by letting a lot of people work from home. And a lot of people are going to ask to work from home. They found out that uh, they can be more efficient. And it works, but uh, so the hotel, the, not the hotel, the office buildings and the uh, gyms open up today. But we have a press conference at 2 p.m. Central Time, and I can't give away what we're going to announce. But um, you know, we we continue to uh, you know feel like Texas is leading the way. So you have uh, your number of confirmed cases uh, 47,784. So you're coming up on 48,000. Deaths, 1,336. Now, people are pointing out to Saturday's numbers that showed an increase in the number of cases. But people like you point to the 700 that are happening at the meatpacking plant in, in and around Amarillo. What could you tell us about that? Yeah, and, and Brian, this is really interesting. And, and, and you don't get it wrong and Fox doesn't get it wrong, but almost everyone else seems to get it wrong, including local media. And I think the national media, they get it wrong on purpose. Local media just doesn't, uh, I think, understand it yet in all cases, but they want us to test more, us being Texas and the United States. More testing, more testing. Well, the more testing you do, the more positive cases you're going to have because you're revealing the people who have it that you wouldn't know otherwise unless you tested them. And so, of course, the positive cases go up. And I see the local newscast, national newscast every day with this headline that I think frightens people. And the truth is that you have to look at the positivity rate. What percentage is it going up? And in Texas, we've remained flat to lower. Uh, and you're going to have these days, of Brian, where you have a peak and then a drop. For example, we had 58, which was the highest die on Thursday, and 56 on Friday. Then we dropped back down to uh, 
33 and 31, I believe, was the total on Saturday and Sunday. And we had a high of 1,800 cases on Saturday and down to 700 cases on Sunday. So for us in a policy position and a, and a, and a safety and healthcare position, we have to look at the averages and we have to go back and compare them. And I don't see the national media outside of Fox doing this, and I don't see local media doing it. And it's really giving a, a, a false message to the public. You know, we're not going, Brian, we're not going to eradicate this virus by staying locked down and going out. That doesn't mean we, we have we have we have also resolved it. Uh, what we have to do is get the economy moving, get people back to work, get people out to normalcy in a safe way. Um, we can do that. Uh, you know, I said early on on an interview on Fox uh, early, late March, and I got criticized for it, that we can do two things at once. And I think we just the doctors had us locked down too tight, too fast. And uh, and I think we can do both things. So we, we need to get back working. Uh, get the economy rolling, and we need to do it safely. And I trust the American people to do that and the American business community to do that. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, our guest. Uh, Dan, I think a lot of yes. it is lazy. It's easy to sit in the it governor's is. mansion and say this is everything's locked down. But then it's hard to get out and drive through these towns and talk to your mayors and see the main street, right. especially a, side, a state like Texas. Texas is bigger than most countries. And just, hey, yeah. let me just get an idea what you need. Hey, can you open up that car wash? Sure. Hey, guys, I wouldn't vacuum out the big, you know, let's not do interior. Let's just do exterior for a week. Let me know how that goes. Next, can I open up the sporting goods store? Can I open up the bait shop? Absolutely. What about the boating? Hey, this is the docks might be a little bit cumbersome, a little bit of a challenge. Well, what can we do? Let's put arrows on the ground. Okay, fine. You know what that takes? Work. 20-hour days in order to keep the economy going, keep people's psyche and uh, wallet somewhat filled, at the same time being careful. Have a scientist on your speed dial, have all these, uh, these systems experts in and around you, and that takes work. But to sit there, what we're seeing in the mayor of New York, just say it's too dangerous. If you go to the beach, I'm putting up a fence to stop you from going to the beach. Are you kidding me? Go to the beaches. Talk to your scientists. Being in the open air is better than sitting in a crowded city or a small apartment. But I digress. I want you to hear the president It picked up your topic yesterday when he called into the Golf Channel. And listen to what he said uh, the, net, uh, the, the place sports has in our comeback. Cut one. We want to get sports back. We miss sports. We need sports in terms of uh, the psyche, the psyche of the of our country, and that's what we're doing. So start off with small crowds, if any. But look, we want to get it back to where it was. We want big, big stadiums loaded with people. We don't want to have uh, 15,000 people watching Alabama LSU, as an example. And we want to have, when you have the Masters, we want to have big crowds. Uh, now, right now, that's not what they're planning, but you never know what happens. Things can happen very quickly. So, Lieutenant Governor, you take the, a second yeah. to a second level. I want you want kids playing again. You want to see youth sports back too. Yes, I, I you know, and, and the editorial that was in the Dallas Morning News last week, and people can read it at danpatrick.org, or I'm sure you're probably posting it uh, as well. You know, what What occurred to me, and I was a sportscaster for a long time when I was in television, and, uh, you know, you just realize what an integral part of a game the fans are. 
And I just don't buy into that the NFL League or, or Major League Baseball or NBA has to play to empty arenas and stadiums. And we opened up uh, churches. Well, we never locked down churches, but in a more robust way, our churches have been opening the last several weeks. And so I opened up uh, my home church, and it's a big sanctuary. It holds 7,000 people. It's a big Baptist church. But we, we opened it up with these guidelines that we put forth by the state, and that's sit every other row, uh, have a family sit together, but you, you have to separate. So social distancing, wear a match, uh, a mask, take temperatures when you come on, come in. And so I was sitting there, Brian, because I, I did the, the, the opening prayer for the three services, and, I, and I'm looking around saying, this is no different than an arena for a game, and you just multiply it to a stadium. And so there's no reason that we can't put in 25% of the fans in a stadium. You know, say the average stadium's you know, 75,000, 80,000, so you're somewhere 20, 25,000 people. Uh, you take their temperature when you, they go through security, that's easy. You ask them to wear a mask. The computers can put out seating charts that are very easy to formulate so that people with season tickets, for example, for football, if 25% of the crowd can go, that means each season ticket holder could go to two games. Baseball and basketball, not as much of a problem. In fact, some baseball stadiums, Brian, have already been practicing social distancing for years with 8,000 people in an empty stadium. But the point is you can do that. And then, and then when we end the game, instead of everyone leaving at once and sitting in their cars on the parking lot, dismiss, as we did in church that day, by sections. So, you, you know, you close off an escalator or a ramp or an elevator at the top deck in one section until you tell people it's open. And, and you just do these smart things, monitor people in the bathroom so, so you don't have everyone crowding at once. There's no reason, Brian that people can't go to a game, whether it's 5,000 in a 20,000-seat arena for basketball or hockey or 25,000 in a stadium. And the last thing on that, right. you know, the experts and the doctors will say, well, but you can't be around thousands of people. Brian, when you go into a stadium, particularly if it's only a third or fourth full, if you go into a stadium, you're not likely to be around many more people, maybe a couple hundred people, than you'd run into at Walmart or Costco or at the local grocery store. You know, you go in, you kind of keep your distance, uh, maybe stand six feet in line, get your hot dog, go sit in your seat, watch the game, you get up and leave. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be commingling with thousands. So we can do this. And I don't want Dr. Fauci to suddenly become the commissioner of the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, and the NHL. It's just, you know, he's doing too much already in our, in our well, I appreciate his well, medical advice, have, we, but he right. doesn't anything about business. But Dan, the other thing is, you know, listen, that's his area, right? I mean, if you talk to a sports guy, even about news, the ones not like you, but that just think sports, I tell them sometimes, I see my sports friends, because I also was a sports guy for a while, I start yeah, telling them in politics, right. they I have remember. no idea who's even running for president. So that's fine. Right. So Dr. Fauci's doing his thing, but Brandy Levine, president of the Yankees, heard Dr. Fauci on, then hopped on our radio show and said, wait a second, he's not the commissioner of baseball. We can do this. And by the way, he's flip-flopping on a lot of his beliefs. It depends on who he talks to. So we got to yeah. we got to play a role in this. And by the way, everything you said takes work. Yeah. I got to walk into a stadium. I got to look around. I got to talk to experts. I got to come up with a color coding system. I got to put it on the side of the ticket. And then people have to be organized. So it's easier. What, let me ask you what's easier, Dan, saying no yeah. football or walking into a stadium with experts and coaches and saying, how do we do this? The answer is the latter. How do we do this? We need people saying, how do I put, how do I open up that restaurant? How do I open up that stadium? Don't tell me we can't. And uh, that is not the American way. Yeah, and it's not the way that business people think. It's not the, it's not the way that risk takers and entre entrepreneurs think. And, and there's another side of this. It's not only will they think of it, but the public will demand it. 
restaurants, businesses, stadiums, okay. whatever they are, people will go if they feel safe. So not only are businesses going to do it so that they can get their businesses up and running and create revenues again, uh, but they're going to do it. They also have to satisfy the customers. So th- there's that extra incentive. Anyone that opens up kind of halfway who doesn't do the work, as you said, they won't make it. But I have total confidence in in, the, in in Major League Sports. They have the money. They have the resources to do it. I actually think, right. Brian, the big and football I feel good about because we've got a lot of time. Baseball and basketball, if they want to get up in July, they're short on time. Uh, and they're going to have to you know, work out compensation deals with their players. And if their players say, okay, you know, I'll sit it out or I won't. But, I, but for football, uh, you know, there's no reason we can't have a full, robust football season. And you put 20,000 sand in the in the stands, you know they twenty five thousand. They make a lot of noise, and and it will give the sense of a real game. And and I, you know, so I, there's just no reason not to do it. And I think we're, you know, every week exponentially we're getting better. Except in New York and California, you know, Brian. The one thing that jumps out at me is you look at the most draconian lockdowns and and rules and 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 tiny tyrants, as Shelley Luther's uh, attorney called them, are Democrats. It's California, it's New York, it's New Jersey, it's Michigan, it's Illinois. The Democrats have no faith in the people. They have no faith in the business community. They think that government is the only answer. And you really see this in spades now, Brian. It's the Republican states and mayors and county judges who are saying, hey, I trust the people. We're going to be safe and smart, but I trust the people to do this. I trust the business community, but not the Democrats. And this is what life would be like if they defeated Trump. This is the kind of country we would have. I and, that, and that's just it. Uh, what Governor Whitmer's doing, uh, what Governor Wolf is doing, I think is inexcusable. And then to have Governor uh, Pritzker say that it's going to be a uh, class A misdemeanor if you're caught violating any of your rules, open up your gym or having a party, uh, that's just totally out of control. And lastly, don't you want these kids playing sports again? The damage being done by these kids who aren't having a chance to compete? Come on, let's get them out there. Yeah, you know, Brian, we got to get the, the kids out there to play. Uh, we have to get them back in school. You know, there's a there's a little hidden world, Brian. That's that's the dark side of this. And we know that when children are not seen in their schools or out in public, um, they are subject to abuse. It's our school teachers. It's our coaches who recognize something may happen or is going on Absolutely. when they see these kids. And the longer we keep these kids locked away, um, yep. the more abuse some of them are going to suffer. So we have to get the kids back. That's another thing. Fauci says, well, I don't know if we can have school. Now you're, now you're going to be the superintendent. I mean, he wants to be everything to everyone. And, again, I don't, you know, I, I respect the man, but I think, uh, I just think he has uh, – tried to interfere in too many areas where he should have stepped back and said, look, I'm a doctor. Why don't you have a businessman answer that? I'm a doctor. Why don't you let an educator answer that? I'm a doctor. Why don't you let the owner of the Yankees handle that? You know what I mean? I hear you. That's why you're on. (laughs) Governor, I agree with you 200%. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, thanks so much. And thanks for carrying the show in Houston. Appreciate it. Hey, Um, we, we love it. We're glad to have you on. Well, thank you. You guys are great. KSEV. Uh, meanwhile, when we come back, I'm going to open the phone and see what you say about that. What you're experiencing in your area, and that is the dark side of not seeing kids. You wonder what's happening. Brian Kilmeade. It's Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
Folks, we are just months away from a frightening presidential election. The stock market is up and down like a yo-yo. On top of that, the world is trying to contain coronavirus. All of it makes you want to stay home. Well, if you stay home, you got to have food. This is why you need a Harvest Right home freeze dryer. You might not be able to control world events. You can control how you prepare for the future. I'm here to tell you about a new product that can make your life better each and every day. It's one that just might save your life. It's that Harvest Right freeze dryer. It lets you preserve your favorite foods in the comfort and convenience of your own home. With this affordable home appliance, you can easily create your own emergency food supply. Plus, you can freeze dry camping meals, pet food, healthy snacks, and so much more. It's a healthier, more cost-effective solution for you and your family. I mean, what would you rather? Have that prepackaged garbage? Or would you rather have food that you made at home, freeze-dried, and ready to go? Enjoy the freedom, flexibility, and peace of mind that comes with owning your very own home freeze-dryer today. Learn more at HarvestRight.com. That is HarvestRight.com. HarvestRight.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. This Memorial Day, Acme asks us to all party safe by partying small. Yes, it still includes lots of hamburgers, hot dogs, barbecue chicken, ribs, and potato salad. But to truly celebrate those who served our country, let's keep it to our own backyards, patios, and porches and have a happy, healthy Memorial Day. Right now, extra-large Easy Peel Raw Shrimp, 26 to 30 count in a two-pound bag is $10. And fresh blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, or strawberries are three for $10. Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors.